Let's just start with that. I like that. Cheers to episode four. Cheers. Welcome to Highness Talk, where we talk about health, wealth, well-being, and this journey of life that we're all on. My name is Sydney, and I have these two beautiful ladies with me. I'm Tawny. I'm Nina. And we are all so excited to have you here today. This particular episode, we want to talk about reparenting since we went over the definition and different types of inner child that people can relate to. We definitely want to get a little bit deeper into where do we go next from, okay, we've identified our inner child, now what? So that's where we come in with reparenting. Definition I found online on <laughs> reparenting <laughs> is the act of giving yourself what you didn't receive as a child. Do y'all agree with that or, you know, maybe expand in your own words? Yeah, so I would say, like you said, we identified previously with the inner child of what that is, mm -hmm. uh, some traumas, some blocks, and mm -hmm. understanding that we all have the basic human needs of wanting to feel loved, wanting to feel seen and heard, right? And when those things aren't met, now what do we do? Mm -hmm. And that is, to me, when we get into reparenting and showing up as that parent or as that person that you wanted to be there but just wasn't for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So now it's our individual journey and our individual responsibility to be that person that we needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that because if not, we're always looking for the external when it's really always going to be that internal feeling that doesn't feel right. So if we keep looking for that external, even if it was from a parent, we're going to be chasing that from outside experiences for, for forever. <laughs> a very long time and how we tend to, of course, check out episode three if you missed it. But in, <laughs> that took the end real quick. Of course, of course. <laughs> What does it personally mean to you? Thank you. <laughs> personally, reparenting is meeting yourself where you were. Yeah. And like we, we know, it is being that responsible person to look at myself and not necessarily fix myself, mm -hmm. but just come to a better understanding of what it is that is attracting me to this person, place, thing, being able to identify that, being able to be aware of the damage I'm continuing to allow on myself yeah. and just editing it, yeah. adjusting it and moving on. That's what, that's what it means to me because most of our childhood a lot of our childhood is where our subconscious is formed mm -hmm. in ages three to ten. And that is just with all of the environment around us. We, you know, are raised in a way where, of course, our parents did the best that they could. 
and they probably don't even know or could pinpoint exactly where what things affected us in a certain way but they just do why we don't know but they just do well we don't know yet as a child right um culture and society that we grew up in that our parents grew up in our grandparents grew up in our great-grandparents grew up in Mm -hmm. one all of that generational everything just gets passed down to us especially if we don't revisit these things two society never really openly taught us conscious awareness Mm -hmm. and awareness to our actions and awareness to other people's perceptions we're not really talking about that and we're not even giving our trauma, our parents' trauma, our grandparents' trauma, any breathing room to even explore, let alone heal. So it's really important that we get into that and talk about how we can start fixing that for not only ourselves, but our children and our Mm -hmm. children's children. One of the things that just came to my mind from previous episodes is mm-hmm. when you were talking about finding the root mm-hmm. of the issue. And that's exactly what reparenting is doing. It's helping you to identify what is the root cause of why am I seeking an external approval, validation, um, appreciation, any anything that's external and I can't find it within myself. Why am I doing that? Let me look at the root. And once I identify, like, oh, well, maybe I was always seeking a parent's approval, right? And so mm-hmm. I didn't get that. So now I've been seeking it elsewhere. Reparenting comes in and gives that that approval that you've been looking for mm-hmm. and approving yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you go through that process, it changes the trajectory of your life because now you're no longer looking for that. You've addressed the root Mm-hmm. that's been leading your life mm-hmm. yeah as you go into the room it's like without doing that taking that step into acknowledgement we can't see those habitual patterns and even when I was saying autopilot before it's like oh ding 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 I'm autopiloting my habitual things and again like that reparenting aspect comes in because mm-hmm. it's an outlet for us to be like okay wait what are we doing acknowledge that mm-hmm. what could we even change what can we implement mm-hmm. to give to ourselves Mm-hmm. And without that, it just doesn't, again, you're just going to keep doing the patterns from generation, from generation, mm-hmm. from generation. That's what's beautiful about being in this society where now, because I feel like there's so many people making inner child work and reparenting such a big um, mm-hmm. discussion topic. Mm-hmm. And it's needed so that your next generation that comes in knows mm-hmm. how to do this kind of work. Right. And I do want to follow up on that with... Remember on the last episode, we went over how we each talk to our inner child. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who only speaks to their inner child as they were spoken to as a, as mm-hmm. a child? So if they have a not-so-great relationship with their mother, which is so sad. Like, mm-hmm. just that story anytime mm-hmm. I hear it I get so sad because hurt daughters hurt daughters yeah. and it's just a cycle that keeps going so it's really important that 
we learn to not talk to ourselves in that way. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you have a narcissistic mother, yeah. if you have a jealous mother, mm-hmm. things of that nature. It's super, super important to not talk to yourself in that way that you were raised. Mm-hmm. So how would y'all And I think this is that? this is why it's important to pause mm-hmm. and acknowledge all of the things that we talk about, not mm-hmm. just this, but yep. everything mm-hmm. we talk about is a process mm-hmm. and it needs time and it needs space. Mm-hmm. And so to address your question, forgiveness needs to take place. Mm-hmm. You know, forgiving the person that did teach you that that was a, a normal way to talk, that that was the yeah. right way to talk because you know at this point in your life that it's not and you know there's a better way. And so... Without that forgiveness, you're kind of holding on to bitterness, resentment, and all these other things. And it's not, this is, you know, a cliche thing, but it's because it's so true. The forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for yourself to free Mm -hmm. yourself and to be able to move forward. And once you go through that space of forgiving what you learned when you were younger and what you picked up and knowing and just letting yourself say, what I learned previously there was some good things and there was some not so good things. What do I individually want to alter and shift to do differently in my own life? Mm-hmm. You know, what works for me? How do I want to talk to myself? How do I want to nurture myself? Mm-hmm. What does that sound like? What does that look like? Identifying all those things. Now we can go into a space of actually changing the conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. I even think like if we were to talk to ourselves, I think it's first doing the baby steps of like what is comfortable because you don't want to go too far and have this big discussion with yourself you're not ready to have. So I think it's also finding those words that you already feel confident in and then actually looking at, okay, which ones are, do, aren't do making me feel comfortable? Or even if we are talking to ourselves, why are, like you already said, like maybe hard for them to acknowledge that they're talking to themselves in that way. Mm-hmm. But even if they were, it's like, well, we would want to start off small on, okay, what, what words do feel comfortable with us? Because when I was really insecure, like very, very insecure with myself, um, when I was trying to get into an affirm affirmations, which if you don't know what affirmations are, it's just saying, um, words that help us kind of project ourselves into a present tense. Like I am confident. I was not comfortable saying I am confident cause I did not feel confident. Yeah. So I had to start off small with words that did feel, mm-hmm. that did feel good. Like I have a voice. I am enough. That was my first one, I am enough, because that kind of led me into my confidence building. But again, finding those little words that do make us feel comfortable, because we can't jump to things we can't say yet. I agree with that. I agree with that to an extent. Mm -hmm. Only because, and this is just how I operate, Mm -hmm. I am no longer okay with what feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. Because if I keep talking to myself, out of my comfort space with even like I'll what you just said Mm -hmm. I had to do that as well Mm -hmm. I didn't feel comfortable saying I am confident at first Mm because I wasn't Mm -hmm. but in order for something else to change I gotta say something else yeah and you know what was beautiful also in that because I do agree is once I realized I couldn't say it then I was like can't even say I'm confident like that's not that hard to say but like it was just you know it's hard like to say it like or I am beautiful that's one I think a lot of us struggle with especially as women looking in the media and the presences that are out there you know um 
when we recognize we can't even say it, I think that's the, the first part, too. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, man. It's like sometimes it doesn't even need to be said because you know the moment you can't say it that, okay, wait, now I got to look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I got to look. That's a fact. Yeah. We're going to get into kind of what to do when that happens mm-hmm. um, when we talk about our journal journal challenge. Yes. Ding. towards the end of the episode so how would somebody know that they need to reparent themselves i my first uh, red flag (laughs) would be how you talk to yourself yeah that is huge that is so huge and i'm I still do it to this day, sometimes in ways that I don't even realize, like with calling ourselves bad bitches. Like, <laughs> That's a great thing to say because I don't think we've ever discussed why we chose the word. Why we chose the word highness. We haven't. So, <laughs> right, let's get into it. Are we going to get really into no, it? No, just I gotta breathe, just breathe. I, <laughs> no, no, no. Look, my, that my. was my thing, okay? I'm a bad bitch. You a bad bitch. We bad bitches. We got this. And somebody was like, I don't like that. I don't know how much I like that. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, no one really likes it, but what is there? Like, to allude to just having that confidence and just being sexy feeling sexy to mm-hmm. yourself right, not yeah. caring about what anybody else is thinking or doing that's how I'm thinking of it and then we saw a video and a guy said your highness and she said that's my replacement I said <laughs> I love that I love that so much that's all I'm gonna use now and here, here we, we are. are listen when a highness talks and so that's a great example, though, of identifying something. Mm-hmm. And so, and like we talked about before, sometimes it takes another person to come along and be like, hey, mm-hmm. why are you calling yourself that? Why are you speaking to yourself that way? Mm-hmm. And now we replaced it. And that's a great way for somebody else to do it as well. Like if you see something that you're not liking, what can I replace this with? Mm-hmm. What can actually edify me and what can build me up? What will be speaking life over me every time mm-hmm. I say it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I used to get away from bad bitch kind of back on the (laughs) (laughs) topic at hand. (laughs) I used to be harsh to myself. I used to be mean. Mm -hmm. And I will say that that was really from a connection that I had with uh, people around me. Excuse me. And I would be like, why don't you get this done? Why don't you do this? And why can't we just be like this? Like in the last episode, comparisons is a dirty, dirty trick that your mind will play on you. And getting out of that. And for myself, it took a little bit. It took work. It took work to get me out of talking to myself in that way and I'm also which is pretty funny I listened to a voice memo I made last year and I was just like we need to just talk nicer to ourselves we need to be kinder to ourselves and I was like girl that's what I'm saying and because in a way 
that we encourage each other yeah. in a way that we encourage our family or anyone coming to us crying, sobbing, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling the best. We encourage them. Mm-hmm. We speak life into them. Right. So to turn around mm-hmm. and talk to yourself in an opposite manner of that, it's it's so self-depreciating mm-hmm. and it's it's it has to change. And it's another thing that's not like talked about like you know I don't think people really talk about okay wait how do I talk to myself yeah. you know even mm-hmm. though we all talk to ourselves we do we all talk to ourselves right. we don't talk about what are we actually saying I feel like so many people are hard on themselves like I see my dad like he'll be going to the grocery store and be like, like he's angry at himself he talks harshly and I think that's one thing that um even if you're noticing maybe about yourself is again like how are we talking to ourselves this is such a great point yeah. mm-hmm. um but Tony, how do you think you you need to do it? <laughs> uh, I would say the biggest thing that sticks with me always is just like what you said. We are the most influential person in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we always when that question is presented, we always like to name an outside person, a role model, mm-hmm. a celebrity, or whoever. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's us mm-hmm. because we are talking to ourselves all of the time. So mm-hmm. what we are saying to ourselves is so imperative. Um, so for myself, I want to talk the same way as I would want someone else to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can be nicer to others than we even are for ourselves, you mm-hmm. know? And so I guess that's my biggest thing is like, how would I want someone else to talk to me? And if that is how I want them to talk to me, why would I talk to myself any less? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I should be talking to myself the best, actually. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, we're all the dots. Me and me, you know. <laughs> I think when I think of it, not just along the terms of, you know, for myself on how I need to do it. Sometimes I've, I've personally noticed the most times I've needed to do it is after my reactiveness. And it's not to say, like, oh, you should do it every time you react. But even if you think about sometimes how are we reacting to things, that's when we're like, man, like, now I know... I got to do some work because the way that I just reacted is not the way I would ever want someone to handle the situation or myself to handle a situation. Mm-hmm. Now I need to like acknowledge this. Yeah. And it's unfortunate like that's how it happens. But I think a lot of times that can be a very important point. Like you said, like sometimes people have to call it out and it's like, it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but it's also sometimes necessary and I'm not saying even that people have to call it out, but you even notice it in yourself because um, and I don't think that's necessarily the first step. I think the first step would be, you know, okay, like we know that we're talking to ourselves in a certain way, but even after that, even if we've done that work, you can see it again if how you're reacting is mm-hmm. kind of similar to how your inner child's reacting. And if that's mm-hmm. coming out, then we know we got to do that kind of work, that mm-hmm. reparenting from that inner child reaction that's coming out mm-hmm. of us. That reaction, that's a, that's a really good one. As well, I was uh, just thinking another way to know that you need to start reparenting work, and it's not a huge indication, Mm -hmm. but you see these kind of discrepancies between your generations, grandparents to parents, down Mm -hmm. to you. You're starting to see where the dots are connecting and Things are just, you know, like it ain't, it ain't looking too hot. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to 
aspect list and travel back. Like, once you start just being aware of those things, like, dang, this runs through my family, this runs through my family, mm-hmm. just asking yourself that question is time to reparent yourself. Yeah. And see how you can just fix the dynamic within yourself. Because mm-hmm. once you do that, people follow. Yeah. yeah. What does she do? Yeah. Yeah. Dang, how she do yeah. that? Yeah, and then your family starts to do it. Or exactly. you start finding, or, you know, even your friends. And it's like, and not to say you're going to let go of friends, but I feel like as you start to be the person you want to be, everybody, like, I think you've said this, but people are mirrors to you. People will fall off or come with you. It's one yeah. of the two. Blessing or a blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I agree completely. People, our families, you know, they will see the shift and mm-hmm. and usually follow suit. And there's been mm-hmm. times where it's like I've asked people in my family, why do we do X, Y, and Z? Uh, I don't know. We, we've, always, <laughs> we've always done it. It's okay, tradition. <laughs> well, why? Right. I'm that person. I want to know why. What mm-hmm. is the benefit? And if I don't see the benefit, I'm going to switch it with me. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. Yeah, and so as we get into that, like, so who does it? Who do, who do you think needs to be reparenting? Everybody. That's what I was like. Oh, who does it benefit? <laughs> who does it benefit? Oh, who could benefit from reparenting? Well, we already touched on that slightly. Our family, the ones that surround us, our friends. Mm-hmm. Because when you start reparenting yourself and you get to a certain place where your inner child feel seen and heard it took a lot for you it took a lot of time it yeah. took a couple of shifts mm-hmm. and just growth with anything you, you go forward you come back a little bit you go forward some more you come back a little bit mm-hmm. it's once you get to that place where you're just you and your inner child are just on the same team it looks like a complete 180 yeah to anyone else Mm -hmm. because no one's going to understand what is really going on within you ever really truly Mm -hmm. like (laughs) no one's gonna know yeah Yeah. be finding sociopaths and psychopaths all late because we don't know like what they're really thinking well we're gonna go on to the dark right now traumatized yeah and i mean trauma doesn't only have to happen in childhood yeah in childhood at all and i have a slight example of that i 23 24 years old and a very was attached to a very narcissistic person very very and i was in rock bottom when I was with this person mm-hmm. and I would always I would do this thing where I leave myself like voice memos being lit or mm-hmm. something funny is happening or you know and mm-hmm. just revisit it at, whenever I feel called to so today I went through my voice memos like I said a little bit earlier I went there for a completely different reason which 
we could definitely get into on another <laughs> episode because that joint was funny. But I start listening and just clearing out um, digital energy because yeah. I haven't done it in there. <laughs> like my pictures, Snapchat, Instagram, that's yeah, all been yeah. great, but not the voice memos. Mm-hmm. So I find one that I purposefully did not listen to mm-hmm. because I remember exactly where I was, how I was feeling, and how in such a dark place that I was, mm-hmm. I didn't want to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to play it for anybody because mm-hmm. who knows what would have happened. That would have been on my <laughs> head, you know? Like, people yeah. would have hated this person yeah. mm-hmm. just hearing that audio. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it today, and I was like, oh, man, this is this is the one, and to just, like, keep listening. I wanted to turn it off so bad. Mm. I wanted to turn it off so bad, not even because I didn't want to hear it, but because I knew I was in a different space. However, my inner child was still there. My inner child still Mm. was still there, and I thought it was so crazy to just listen to it today and be in a completely different space and I had to re put yourself back re yeah like I had and I started crying before the audio even even finished of course I started crying (laughs) 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 and but it was majority of the emotion behind my tears was I am so happy relieved I am so happy that I just left, that I followed that, and I knew I wasn't in a good place, and I just left with that, and that's when, you know, the healing really started back then, and when the audio was over, you know, just sitting there and feeling all of the emotions that came up, of course, it was uncomfortable, it was hell in the beginning, Mm -hmm. because my inner child was like, no, like, this is reminding me of what we already went through and then I had the most pure conversation that I've ever had with myself just Mm. saying how you know we did what we had to do to survive and I'm so proud of you for how long you took that and everything that we went through together and I like, it was so crazy in the visualization. Like, I got on my knees, like, mm-hmm. eye level. And I was just like, I will never abandon you again. Mm-hmm. I was doing myself a disservice. And I didn't realize I was doing myself a disservice by not listening to that audio. Not even knowing. It was just still a hold and a block. And it feels, y'all, it feels so good. <laughs> when you just know how to talk to you and just get you out of this funk especially ones that you don't even you're not even aware of yeah so in i say that because it is a positive to feeling uncomfortable question is um for people what do you how do you know when okay how do i say this because i had it in my mind but then when i put it out there it's not it's not translating Okay, so my question was to you is, you said it felt good to talk to yourself, you know? So how do you get to that point for people who aren't there? Is you think it's just re, like, how do you feel safe enough? How do you create that safe environment? What do you guys think? 
No, I think it's exactly what you said. It's creating that space and letting yourself know, having that internal conversation that you are safe now, mm-hmm. that you are showing up now. Like you said, I, you know, I'm not going to abandon you again. And simply it's sometimes like, hey, I got this, or I'm here now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not alone. And all of this is happening from your adult mm-hmm. self talking to your younger self of whenever mm-hmm. you needed that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a lot of internal conversation, it just kind of like coaxing your inner child into comfortability, into safety, mm-hmm. because for so long, every time they might have expressed themselves or wanted to be heard or wanted to be seen, it may have gotten shut down or it mm-hmm. may have tried to step out in, in a something got repeated, a pattern got repeated, like, oh, it's no, mm-hmm. nope, not safe. So right. what can you do differently? What can you say differently? How can you show up differently for yourself to let your inner child know the pattern stops now, mm-hmm. the habit stops now, mm-hmm. um, the unsafe space stops now? Mm-hmm. I right. feel like whatever it is that you have uncovered from the challenge that we did the last episode, yeah. you confront yourself with the positive aspect of what you were feeling as a child. So, i.e., my fear of abandonment. And then me coming back in and saying, I will never abandon you yeah. again. I, I think that is a mm-hmm. big thing. Um, being, like the affirmations before, mm-hmm. being insecure about your physical features that you were blessed with. Mm-hmm. I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. I do look amazing. Mm-hmm. Hair is laid, makeup on point, even though I don't need makeup because mm-hmm. that's just who we are. I feel like that starts the building blocks right. to one, getting to this place of just total in it all the emotions accepting yourself embracing your inner child as well as building blocks to dig deeper than what we already have uncovered because we are multifaceted multi-dimensional beings and we got a lot of little creeks and crevices and stuff that we can explore Mm-hmm. Yes, they usually do come down to, a, like, uh, you can count on one hand what it boils down to, but it sometimes, and for some people, it takes a while to find that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's totally okay, because it's okay to let your inner child come to you and express it how they feel in that time, in their time. I agree. I was going to add to that. Along, I love affirmations. Wrote a book on it, but <laughs> check it out. It's amazing. <laughs> Alongside of that, you know, what are the actions that we're doing to accompany that? Because mm-hmm. one of the things that I have my clients do is stand in the mirror with no makeup mm-hmm. for women, especially mm-hmm. raw face, because that's the time when society is like, that ain't it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But even looking at yourself eye to eye in the mirror and having that conversation while you feel at your lowest or why mm-hmm. you feel like society would deem you the least pretty, mm-hmm. telling yourself all of those things about yourself. Yeah. 
I've done that one. Yeah. And it's really, honestly, it's really, it's a beautiful piece to do to yourself because I've yeah. done that. And it's like so crazy to think like I've, I'm doing that now considering at such a low point I was in my early 20s, especially like, <laughs> you know, your, your late, your late teen years to, you know, your tw early 20s. I feel like that's a point where you start really seeing yourself. Whereas, like, at least for me, maybe not for you guys, I don't know, but, like, my early teens, I was so numb yeah. to the point where once I got to my, my early 20s, it was just, like, I was just so, ne like, everything was just so negative from the numbness from before that it just mm -hmm. carried over. Mm -hmm. But so now to see myself at, like, an older 20s, <laughs> maybe I'll put my age out there, <laughs> like, you know, now I'm in my older 20s, I'm like, wow, I can, I can actually look at myself in the mirror and say that to myself, which I would not be able to do yeah. five years ago, probably. Yeah, I feel yeah. like only thing that changed was my belief system. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your belief, yeah. yeah, and your awareness to it. Yeah, owning it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know, with affirmations, we want to get to that place. We can say them, mm -hmm. but are we owning them? Do mm -hmm. we actually believe them? Are we able to speak them with confidence? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. nobody can question me about it because I fully believe it. I fully own it. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love affirmations so much. I've started this. Uh, Thing that we'll get into on another episode. <laughs> Everything's for another episode. Just keep staying tuned. Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stop myself from just going all over the place. <laughs> all these ideas, and I'm like, mm, we can do that next, or we can talk about that. It's totally <laughs> what are some, and I'm bringing this up because I want to talk about one thing that happened, but what are some things, like, so once we talked about, like, the mirror exercise, what are some physical things that you guys like to do that is letting your inner child either engage with them or express themselves? Like, what are physical, tangible things or exercises or habits that you guys do? Dancing, for sure, for me, is a big one. Like, I love watching myself dance in the mirror or, like, have a little bit of singing. Even though I can't sing, it doesn't matter. Like, it's what I used to do as a kid, just dancing yeah. and singing in my room. Yeah. Um, and, like, just drawing is really fun for me. Like, I love abstract drawing. Like, even from a kid, my grandma has some stuff posted. So I do that constantly. Like, that does not stop for me. Yeah. yeah. For me, dancing for sure. So I grew up dancing. So that's just that's just a part of me. That's not going to go anywhere. Singing, top of my lungs in the car. Because <laughs> you know. Johnny, what about you? Um, so well, one thing I do want to talk like, I swear, like, I don't be trying to be dark, you know, it just happens this way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's because like Capricorn vibes. I'm yes. not sure, but like I do, I'm aware that we age backwards, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I didn't, I didn't act like a child when I was a child. And my mom will even say that like I wanted to like be organized. I wanted to do my own thing. Like don't be, mm, don't, yeah, don't treat me like a child. Mm -hmm. I did not have anything like that, which also robbed me of playfulness and that whole side of childhood so now mm -hmm. that I am getting older I realize like these moments that I do allow myself to play and have fun like a child I'm like yo like 
I didn't get that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, a question, what did you do? Like, you have siblings, right? So, like, was there activities you did with your siblings that did make you feel like a child? Because, and the only reason why I ask is because, like, I think my sister was very much like you, like, wanted to grow up fast and an adult fast. Um, and I think one of the times that she really ever felt like a child, at least that's what she told me recently when she heard our last podcast, because she really identified with what you were saying, um, was that it was actually only when I was around her that she actually did. So do you think there's like things that you did with your siblings that kind of invoked that out of you? Mm -hmm. I mean, like we did typical brother and sister stuff, like Mm -hmm. beat each other up, wrestle. Oh yeah, don't do that. Don't do that now. Don't do that. So I was was the only girl and it was two older boys. So basically like I got beat down, I got slammed. They practiced all their wrestling moves on me. So like pretty much it was just all traumatizing. It's fine. I just see you now like, let's bring out the MMA. No, you're like, that's not a good idea. I've been small my whole life. So they're just like... <laughs> yeah but now i'm fine i have to find ways to feel young again and mm-hmm. to to feel playful and all of that stuff and so one of the things i was super like, i had so much fun we went to a selfie museum and we played in those balls i was wondering where you guys ball pit. Pit. I was like, it was a ball pit like that was, was so ball. much fun. i missed a museum. ball pit i didn't <laughs> realize how much i missed a ball pit that's what i'm saying like I really want to go. Yeah. Know? So we're going to go to that, the other one. Okay. So we went over what is reparenting? How do I know I need to start reparenting? The benefits from it. Why do we need it? Why do we need it? Yeah. Which I think we've kind of touched on a little bit, but, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to move freely in the in the present and in the future where we're Mm -hmm. not being led or moved by these blocks and by Mm -hmm. these triggers and by these lack of needs being met Mm -hmm. and when we come to a place where we're able to identify and speak to and fulfill these things within ourselves, i am now changing the connections that i have outside of me because i am not interacting with you from a place of putting a responsibility on someone else to fulfill something lacking in within me. So mm-hmm. now all I'm doing is being able to provide value mm-hmm. and provide value. And now we can interact from, from that space where I'm a whole healed person and I'm not, like I said, dependent on any other person to fulfill all of these things. And it makes the relationships take the stress off of them that mm-hmm. in that that expectation of, of the responsibility, like why aren't you meeting this need that another person was never meant or designed to meet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as we were like talking about that, also it's like why do we need to? Because we're doing it from our parents teaching us to their grandparents, like we were saying before. Mm-hmm. And it, if we don't acknowledge it, we're going to repeat that. So, you know, going into that, like, if I was talking to one of my parents, it'd be like, well, that's just who I am. And it's like, but is it just who you are? Or is it something that just you were raised in? Like, that's where we need to cut that off and realize it's, it is kind of, and I don't want to say the word autopilot again, but it is kind of like that. We're just yeah. doing the same things that we're being taught again and again. It's not who you are. And yeah. then you get to really discover who you are from understanding 
why do we need this? Or what do we need now? Because we don't need, we may not even need what we needed, right? Yeah. We may need something completely else, but we thought we needed it because what it's the emotion that was invoked from wanting something out of that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I like that. Me too. And knowing um, that we don't have to stay the same. Just mm-hmm. because something happened to us in the past, just because we experienced certain things, just because my life played out a certain mm-hmm. way growing up, I don't have to stay in that space. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it like you said, it's not who I am. Uh, it happened to me. I experienced it. Mm-hmm. Now, what can I do to heal as an individual? Mm-hmm. And how can I move forward and put myself in a position to be better? Mm-hmm. I don't have to lean on having a sad story sob story and letting myself go into a victim mentality and just to like kind of implement that too it's like i feel like when we do take that trauma from from what happened we need that external validation which is a lot about money and titles and worth and it's like that's not gonna fill that void and so you hear like a lot of people who are rich or have a lot of money like it didn't do it for me. That money yeah. didn't validate me. Yeah, because it, it was never going to because it's an emotional thing. It's not a physical, um, tangible thing. And I think in, in past generations even, it's taught that it's your worth is defined by the money, the house, the girl, the ma- or the boy that you have or what you have. It's not about who you are. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to recognize. And that is kind of why we need it because we need to recognize who are we Mm-hmm. inside our, of ourselves and it's just that acknowledgement that leads us into mm-hmm. our evolution and that choice mm-hmm. yeah. to be better mm-hmm. and to do better yeah. mm-hmm. and to follow through mm-hmm. with what you're setting out to change mm-hmm. because this change is transcendental at mm-hmm. this point mm-hmm. and if you choose to do the work because we all have free will Everyone can, you know, shit, as <laughs> far as I care, stay where you are, but I'm going to be gone. Exactly. <laughs> it's also the Just choice like to realize you have free will. Yeah. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people don't believe they do. And mm-hmm. that also can, I don't want to go into a tangent, but like that, that also can play a factor. Just a tidbit. No, keep going. No, that, I mean, I don't want to go like. Oh, okay. Like, get off course. Yeah, it would go, like, off course mm-hmm. into society, society's belief. <laughs> On the next episode. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Another episode. That's going to be our running joke forever. <laughs> Later on. But I watched this video the other day, and it was so powerful to me, and it touched on exactly what you are talking about. And it was a young boy. I think his name's King Nah, if I'm not mistaken. But he was like, Prior, men have always taught their sons and their children financial intelligence, you know, if you're lucky, and what to do, how to gain it, how to keep it, da 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 da. But they don't teach their children emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. What do I do with my feelings? Mm-hmm. What do I do with my emotions? You know, and if we don't see that example mm-hmm. of our parents, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, our parents like to hide the, hide it away and act mm-hmm. like nothing's going on or I don't want my children to see what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But that puts us in a frame of mind of now we don't know what it looks like to handle them. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like we not only need to be able to be in a position to heal ourselves mm-hmm. for ourselves, but now we can teach our children mm-hmm. how to handle the emotions when they do come. And how to communicate yeah. Yeah. these emotions when they do come. Because in there not them wanting to be a perfect parent yeah. teaches us that we need to deal with our own problems. We don't yeah. need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But we're here to help. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I was even going to say, like, for people who've heard, like, a lot of spiritual outlets say the rise of feminine, that's exactly what they mean right there. Like, what she said is, like, that's why, like, when people hear it, you know, sometimes there's just terms and people cling off the terms but aren't explaining what the terms mean. When people are talking about the rise of the feminine um, energy, because we all have masculine and feminine energy within ourselves, that's what she means right there. I just want to clarify that, because I think so many people have been saying, oh, the rise of feminine energy. Divine feminine Divine feminine. But it's like that, that's the simple, but that's actually the simple terminology that we should be using right there, like, you know, because that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll embody that if you want you did. You said it. So, okay. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> right. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, we went over all of those things. Kind of a recap. Um, again, about our childhood is where our subconscious mind is formed. We can only give to other people what we're used to receiving. Or giving ourselves, yeah, which is a crazy just fact in itself. I think you should go even deeper on that. <laughs> you know, we not only do that, right? Like, I want people to. Sometimes you hear something and you miss the actual gold in what you just said. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by go deeper, like. When you say the quote that you said, what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Give me an example. Okay, I gotta read it again. Like I just, <laughs> I was writing all this stuff down, you know. Um, I, okay. We're only available to people in a capacity mm-hmm. of what we're comfortable with yeah giving ourselves yeah it's also like how do you get out of that comfortability and into mm-hmm. the uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i think that's when you have to let go a lot because then you start to having to let go of your own habits your own like people i mean everything starts to kind of just shift once mm-hmm. we do this work yeah, yeah because let's say how can i unconditionally love you mm-hmm. if i don't unconditionally love me mm-hmm. i don't know what that looks like Mm-hmm. How can I not judge you if I'm judging me? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what that relationship. So that's why the what you just said stems in so many arenas because it all comes back to self. In that mm-hmm. relationship we're having with ourselves and our inner child, it's going to create how we have those connections outside of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Did y'all know it's like for I don't like to use the word pillars, but like blocks in reparenting. No. Thank you. <laughs> Did y'all like? <laughs> Please do tell, tell me more. <laughs> Discipline. 
discipline we can definitely go into what that looks like for yeah. each of us. Joy, we went into that a little bit already. Emotional regulation, I would love for us to go deeper into that. And self-care. Touch slightly, but I would love for us to go deeper into that one too. Y'all know I love me some self-care. <coughs> well, so me. do we want to go deeper into that now or in the next one? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's gonna go over. That's like a whole <laughs> yeah. other chapter. We can, yeah, we can break down all those topics in part two. Part two. Awesome. Sounds good. So but then we're gonna wrap that up. You I do guess. have a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the challenge. Yeah. Are we gonna talk about last week's challenge? Yeah. Excuse me, last episode's challenge. How'd y'all do? I told y'all mine already. We had a great meeting, <laughs> journaling and all of that stuff. You see, I got three notebooks right here of just awesomeness. Mine's just so. going to be kind of, I guess, random. I'll just go off the, a little bit about what, what I talked about as far as, you know, understanding and identifying that I didn't really have a lot of those, like, playful moments. Do you, do you want to talk about what the challenge was? Yeah, I thought it was talk to your inner child, like write a letter to your inner child mm -hmm. as if um, of where you are now and what would you say to your inner child? Yeah. But, so, back to me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, mine's what I have to say is really simple because oh, it's what I said earlier. It was identifying that I didn't get to experience a lot of the innocent, pure, playfulness side of childhood. And mm -hmm. so just being mindful that I want to take opportunities and not only take opportunities, I want to put myself in position to create opportunities to have that now in adulthood. I love that. I think mine was kind of because of my trigger response. It was actually like my letter to myself was talking about being reactive and being okay that it's okay yeah. to like not be perfect or to that you're learning like you are learning yeah. even in this age that you are in and getting to acknowledge like with my inner child not to like go too far into back into my past but the, my education was a huge issue for me growing up and always made me feel like less than um I don't want to like go too far in depth so there was a factor within writing that out that like you know, that my education has to define my work mm -hmm. and having to be like kind of kinder to myself and messing up or learning and it's okay to learn, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, I love that a lot. Yeah. It's okay to learn. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. Always we're, and forever. Yeah. And, and as much as we're talking and giving our advice and expertise and knowledge we are always and i can say this confidently about each of us we are always in a state of being open to learning more yeah yeah because nothing is a coincidence everything like i said earlier <laughs> lesson or a blessing <laughs> so what's up like you know <laughs> and yes but having virgo placements is a little hard <laughs> like you know could you have that like perfectionist like mentality not to say like other signs don't but oh, yeah. if you're a virgo you know what I I'm used saying. To be, or you have a virgo placement you know what i'm saying it's hard <laughs> no. 
I got a Virgo moon. And she, I don't think Virgo, she gets along with everyone. Virgo moon. Love y'all. You're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the what challenge. is important. <laughs> the challenge for this week, we won't put a time limit on it this week because it is crucial that you go at your own pace. Yet, it is equally as crucial that you are disciplined to keep returning and keep doing the work, especially as much as you feel called to. So what we're going to do is, it'd be cool if you could like write it down when I say it. I did already. Oh, you did? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to take a piece of paper, doesn't matter how big or how small, at the top of it. I want you to write inner child. Think back to around anywhere in three to 10 years old of your childhood. How did you show up in public? How did you feel at your best? What were you doing when you felt, you know, your happiest, most joyous self? And what kind of interactions did you have Write all of these down. And however your writing style, however you would like to read it back to yourself, that could be in storyline with several paragraphs, have a whole plot to it, <laughs> climax, all of that. You could do it in bullet points. Just I love numbers. a good bullet point. <laughs> Me too, girl. <laughs> and when you're writing this out, Whatever memories come up, it is so normal. It's not a rare occurrence that emotions tend to come up while we do things like this. And it could be anger. It could be the sense of happiness. It could be peace. At some moments, it could be sadness. And it is so imperative that you sit with those emotions. So we really need y'all to start this challenge somewhere where you can let these emotions flourish because we're not stuffing this back inside whatsoever. We off that. It's so normal. Let them run freely because that's what healing is. Now, on either a new page or bottom of the sheet that you're already working on, if you have room, ask, What has my inner child wanted to say to me for some time now? So, and I just want to put this out there. If nothing comes up right away, that is completely normal too. Because just as you would talk to a small child, well, maybe not you specifically, but the way we, (laughs) most people, would talk to a child, you don't force them to come and talk to you. You don't force them to want to have a conversation with you. You let them take their time. And there is no different, no difference with dealing with your own inner child in that sense. Because just to know, it's nothing wrong with that. I want to make that absolutely clear, that it is nothing wrong with it taking a little bit of time for you to really sit and be with that inner child and let them say what it is that they've been holding on to. 
because a reluctant to speak inner child signals that your own inner child does not yet feel safe mm -hmm. with speaking or, you know, telepathying, I don't think that's a word, <laughs> but even making these issues known. And it's totally okay because it's no rush behind this. It's no rush behind it. And you just want to give it space and allow them to participate in their own time. Now, if you do have that answer right away, what is what your inner child wanted to say for some time, don't judge the answer. I think that is equally as important in this whole exercise is you're just there to be that person that this inner child didn't get. They didn't get to have. You don't want to judge what they come up with, what they talk about, you know. And from there, we want you to sit with that. Meditate on it. Mm -hmm. What is something that you could do that will start to shift? Mm -hmm what it is we need to do. I would say even give yourself, like, if you're not comfortable with meditating and you can't do long periods of try time, just try to bring yourself back, like, maybe for three minutes or five minutes. Um, you know, you don't have to sit for 20 minutes to get the answer. You can, you can, but, you know, for some people, they don't know how to meditate or meditation isn't something that's comfortable. And, you know, I think one thing with, you know, trying to get into that state is getting comfortable with meditation. So for some of you guys, like you may just want to do a couple minutes just trying throughout the week. You know, it doesn't. You don't need an answer right away, like Sydney was saying. Mm -hmm. This is going to be so beneficial with identifying mm -hmm. in maybe a more methodical way. Because once we identify, we can confront. Yes. Once we can confront, we can adjust. And once we adjust, we can adapt. Mm -hmm. So, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to our episode of Highness Talk. Do not forget to like, share, subscribe, and give us a rating. We want to let you. Know, we want to know what you think about the information that we love to talk about. In the podcast link description below, there is also a link where we can hear from you. You can send us a voice message, anything that you've gained from the episode, anything that you have questions on in the episode, or, hey, we're always up for a good debate. Let's go. <laughs> you can send us something like that. <laughs> but we would love to hear from you, converse with all of you, and I think that's a wrap. Bye, loves. Bye. If you would like to check out this episode, unrated and unedited, it is available on YouTube. All you have to do is click the link in the description below. Give us a like, comment, subscribe. Also, turn on the notifications. That way, you know when we post our next episode. See you there.